Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, on to the next round. That's definitely something we could say. On to the next round and the same opponent from the first round of last season. T-Grace coming back to town next week. I was going to say at the time, but, you know, we still haven't got the time announced yet. Some sites say four, some say eight. And then we just got today. You said uh, that the time is still to be announced. Yeah, that's what it said in the the article that Orlando City posted from their communications department. So, we bought tickets today. If you're a season's ticket holder, you had the opportunity today. And then, well, what is Wednesday and then Thursday, they go out to the public at 10 a.m., I'm pretty sure. So I guess we'll all find out tomorrow what time. <laughs> I mean, I hope it gets announced tomorrow because I'm not buying my tickets until I know it's not a, either a fucking noon game or a 4 o'clock game. So, well, it's definitely not going to be a noon game. But at the same time, we just had a 6 p.m. kickoff against Calvary. That wasn't fun for most people getting off of work and then getting to the stadium just in time for kickoff. And we saw what I think were the consequences of that. Uh, according to FootMob, the attendance number is only 5,141. Probably the lowest attended competitive match in uh, Orlando City, Exploria, the other name, maybe ever. I mean, that's what I said to you leaving the game, though. I said that was like 5K. My Yeah, my guess was 7K, way lower. You were basically spot on. Hmm? I thought they were using oh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Calvary's not bringing in that big of a crowd. And at 6 o'clock on a, what was it, Wednesday? Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. Tuesday. 6 o'clock on a Tuesday night. I mean, I couldn't even get off work. So you're losing a good amount of your fan base right there. If it's not well, at 8 o'clock on a weekday. And then the Orlando Magic we're playing as well. So that takes a good portion of people that are just casuals that potentially just would have gone and watched a game. Then, you know, when they're playing at home, that's always going to eat into our crowd. So definitely not great. Hoping for a better turnout against T-Grace on Tuesday because they are going to travel. They did last year. They will this year. And, you know, I think we all remember how that went when they were here. So I'd like to, to greet them properly. <clears throat> yeah, it ended up being uh, what some would deem as a shit show last year. Um, but with the 5, most 000, would deem a shit show. <laughs> yes, we we can't have the five thousand being there for a competitive match against T Grace in the second round of the Concacaf Champions Now Cup. It's the farthest we've went into the competition, so we're making some more history here. Honor that history, and you're gonna make fun of me for something. No, I'll say it would actually be nice to finally attend a Champions Cup game. In my experience, you weren't there for T-Grace last year. We weren't. No, we had a game. You weren't there either. Huh? Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. No. No, I what? I swear we weren't able to be there, but I know I wasn't I, there. I wasn't there for the Calvary game. Can we at least make this game at 8 o'clock so I can be there, please? True. I think uh, hopefully it is. I mean, I will say that new anthem, definitely a fan. Hearing it in the stadium with the players out on the pitch, like the clipped portion of it, I like it. I feel like it it makes it brings that competition up another level. Yeah, I during the match, or not during the match, sorry, before the match, it is very nice to hear. I do have to say, though, the the clapping during it, and I was a part of it, but, like, it doesn't it doesn't fit. If you're going to let the anthem play, let the anthem play. I know I'm not in control of that. I can't change anything, but I, 
it, it sometimes it's just nice to soak in the music. First time hearing the new anthem in the stadium. I guess any time hearing that anthem in the stadium, you should take advantage of it because who knows when the next time you may hear it is. So just like let it play, soak in the moment. Don't every not that I hate it, but just in this moment, let it happen. No, yeah, I mean, let the player you, you you could do it as the players walk out in the pitch, but like as they're approaching the where they start to line up, and you know that anthem's going to play. Just I'm with you. I'd rather just hear the anthem and enjoy that moment because, like you said, it's a very prestigious competition. You never know when you're going to be back. It could be decades before you mm-hmm. get to see this competition again. So enjoy it while you're in it. <clears throat> And the clapping is very much tradition here in Orlando. There's traditions in other MLS stadiums where it's just holding up the scarves and then you're, you're silent and you're letting the music play. So we have different traditions here. And I guess this is just one where I'm picky on kind of like with the new old badge that I just differ from some people. So that's just me. Yeah, so do we want to talk about how we feel about yesterday? No. <laughs> i that. My my biggest gripe, how am I supposed to watch the game if it's just on Fox Sports 2? I wish they would make it more accessible to watch because someone for someone who has direct TV, mm-hmm. I can't watch it. Let's say I, I got YouTube TV. I can't relate on that, unfortunately. Yeah, sucks to suck on that when you're just going to have to deal with it. Well, I mean, y'all, again, like I said, you're going to lose a big amount of viewership if you don't, like, at least put it on Fox Sports 1. Everyone has Fox it's- Sports 1. Yeah, but it's, it's not going to get the viewership that FS1 wants, so they're going to throw it on FS2 because they know some people will watch it, but they're also not going to put it on FS1 because then they would lose money on something that gets more viewership for them there. So I guess throw it on FS2. If this becomes a, I don't know, it probably can't be an Apple TV thing because there are so many different leagues playing it in it with the rights. But if it was something a little bit better than FS2, yeah. I would agree. I like to see it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, as a season ticket member, it'd be nice to be able to watch every single game, to have a um, an avenue to watch it, regardless of what channel it's on, regardless of, you know. Technically, you do have an avenue to watch it. Just not according to the law. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 like, illegal streaming site is going to stream that game either. Yeah, maybe. You never know. You'd be surprised. But um, I feel that it's definitely tough when you want to watch the game and there's not a way to do it. But I don't think you missed out on much, Dave. I'm going to be honest with you. You missed out on frustration. Uh, Mm. So my big takeaway, we don't have the depth that we think we have. Um. Maybe it's a combination of everybody being on the pitch together for the first time because you can clearly tell that that group of players had never played with each other before that moment, to be honest with you. And maybe in practice, but like there's just it was not cohesive. Not everybody was on the same page. Um, Muriel's trying to do one thing, the midfield's trying to do another thing. Our back line is Schlegel and Kyle Smith. Respect to Kyle Smith. He actually put a he put a shift in there at the center back position. A little I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, he's he's iffy there in moments, but he put in a solid shift back there, and then he scored. So good on him. But Schlegel, yet again, yet again. I mean, how do we lose our man like yeah. that? How, how do we how do we we are a professional football player my man how do we look like a middle schooler out there marking their man in the box he got turned around without even trying to be turned around it was it, i was going to say incredible to watch it's not incredible it's frustrating <laughs> to watch um i told dave this earlier but right when we made those subs obviously oh, yeah, yeah. came on facundo came on for ojeda but there were some changes in the back line and what was the what did I say right to you and Bryce? Right when that happened, we're gonna concede. And what happened? <laughs> Two minutes after, if not less, we concede. It was yeah. the most pathetic, easiest goal to give up. He goes down their left side, our right side, way too easily. Puts the simplest of ball. It's a good ball. He puts it right in between the keeper and the back line, right across the six. So I say the simplest ball. 
but it's a okay ball. But then it gets past Salim, and then you see the cavalry man sitting right there, just waiting to tap it in. And then Schlegel turns into Anthony and just spins around looking for the ball like it was crossed in the air. It's like, what are we doing? We get on him for stepping out of position. And then just, and then in that case, being out of position, someone comes in behind. But in this one, it's just, it's. You can't defend it. You can't. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do. (laughs) But I mean, that's the problem with Schlegel, though. Like, he, he has his moments. And it's just, it's a lack of composure. It's a lack of. I, I don't even know, but like he has it in him and we know it. He's got 5% of it in him. So it, the thing that worried me the most, I think, about the whole thing yesterday is that after he conceded that goal, it looked worse. Like he got up in his own head and he started making more mistakes. He started stepping out of position. He looked more spastic. Like we've seen him make the mistakes in the past and he kind of just like, all right, you know, it is what it is. Let's just go. And he's still Schlegel. But yesterday it, it kind of worried me because it, it looked like he got up in his head and it's maybe, maybe it's because he feels that he's got a shot at the starting role, you know, somebody new coming in and, you know, get into the team, don't get out of the team type of thing. So he feels that pressure when he makes the mistakes, but that's something that worried me is like, we we didn't regain ourselves after that moment. Yeah, there was at least a couple times. I know it happened once, and then I looked over at you, and you looked over at me right when it happened. And the ball, it like bounced around twice towards the top of the box, and it fell to him, and you could tell at that point, Calvary was just done. They were not going to press him. Schlegel could have turned around, passed <laughs> the ball back to Mason, and Mason would have had days to try to pick out a pass. But instead of being composed on the ball, the man just took his left boot and whacked it, and it goes straight back to Calvary. And it's just like you, there was there wasn't even pressure. There was, there was maybe no reason for that. The closest two guys were three to five yards away from him, but they were not going to move a centimeter towards him. And this man is playing whack-a-mole on a football pitch and just sends <laughs> it to the midway line, and then we're out of possession. When we against opposition, love Calvary, no no harm, no foul, right? Six one on yeah. aggregate. Their fans were probably nice, probably brought some maple syrup and whatnot. But I mean, respect on them for making that trip, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, a respect on the, the city fans that went up there, but just as much respect to all those Calvary fans that came down here. It's a travel. Yeah. So when you're when you're playing a, a team of that level, no offense, but it's true. Why are you panicking? You should know that you're that level above and be able to play to that level. But he decides to play down a level I guess in this scenario and it, it did not look good I mean the problem with Schlegel is that he completely is just a master of chaos in his best moments that we've seen which was the NYCFC game <laughs> chaos in goal yeah. in his worst moments the, like you know the bottom of the barrel last season last game chaos, chaos. in his own head there's just, there's no, like I said earlier, there's no composure. He doesn't know what he's doing sometimes. He just does it. Uh, I can yeah. agree with that. I I said last night, might have been an overreaction just in the moment, that I, I'm, at this point, I'm kind of just done with Schlegel. I would, and I still stand by that, but I'm not as heated at him in this moment. But I would like us to try and go out and find a, a center back that is composed may not he doesn't have to be a world class player he doesn't have to be as good as Robin doesn't have to be as good as Brecolo just someone that we know will come on and be calm know what you're doing don't be rash that's it yeah and not be Kyle Smith that plays 14 other positions already so yep. we don't need to add like that guy is Kyle Smith but we need him in other spots so I don't want to be relying on him to be the backup there and the backup here and playing defensive mid and playing the 10 and playing the nine. Like not going to work. So I guess the only other, I don't, I don't even want to say bad spot, but like disappointing spot for me was uh Shaq Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think we really saw his level yesterday, and he's going to not be a first-team player, in my opinion. He's going to be on OCB. He needs to develop, and this is not hate towards him, but you could see how differently the team operated once we had Nico Ladero come into the game. He um, he wasn't super confident. That kid will put in a shift, though. He will. Like, I, it's not all bad from him. Like he he will hustle, he will get he will press. He's he's all over the pitch. Um, just got to gain that composure and that confidence to be able to make the passes, progress the ball down the field. I mean, he won the ball back in the final third. I don't know how many times. So there's there's things to be positive and things to be happy about there. But I guess it's kind of disappointing because you want to hope that these guys are ready, and that's not always the case. So I think a little bit more time with the B team and and he'll be ready to go yeah you we hit on draft picks a lot but obviously you're not gonna hit on every single draft pick so Duncan McGuire was obviously that hit from last season and then we still have Shaq developing in OCB and like you said that right now that's his level not saying that in the future he can't develop into a starter but right now it's not there so we have at least right now we have the depth do not need him in the team mm-hmm. for the big competitions. We got him minutes in what ended up being a match that honestly just didn't really matter. Up 3-0. Yeah. And we saw that with the rest of the squad that was put out. So he fits in with that squad. But that's obviously not our first choice squad. Nor, I hate, I, I hate to say this, but nor would I really have him in my second choice squad. I, I agree. And solely for the point purpose of not detrimenting his development you don't want to force him into a situation where he's not ready to be and Mm -hmm. dent that confidence beyond a point of repair you know let him develop at his pace he's he's got a lot like i said there's a lot to be excited about about that kid you know you don't see people want to press and want to be a part of the team defending like he does all the time especially at that age it's something that's typically taught a lot more at the top level i feel like is you're part of this unit now. You're not going to just go and do your own thing. So Mm -hmm. to see he's bought, you see he's bought in, you know what I mean? And he's, he, from all the content and stuff like that, that comes out, he loves it here. He's enjoying the boys. He's enjoying being part of the team. So I think keep him with the first team, let him grow. But minutes come through OCB, in my opinion. Correct. I mean, it was also his competitive debut for the first team. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, ideally, going forward, we see him integrated in mm-hmm. how you would normally see youngsters integrated coming on pretty late in the game to kind of close it out just to get minutes under his belt, gain confidence. So ideally, that's the route we take going forward. And that's another guy that maybe you want him staying in the setup here in Orlando City. Um, but that's another guy. Hey, throw him out on loan. Go send him USL side. Go send him to maybe what ends up being, uh, once the summer rolls around, a lower tier MLS side. Let him mm-hmm. get some minutes, and someone that needs someone on that winger position, I believe he can also play attacking mid. So send him somewhere there, get some minutes, even if it's as a, if it's as a backup role. Um, because as of right now, for me personally, he's not going to be that guy in the backup role that comes on, especially when you have Lodero, Facundo, Ojeda, Angulo, and now on the left side, Ramiro. So it'd be good for him to get some minutes maybe in a – top tier in uh, the U.S. system for an MLS lower tier side. Not I can thought. agree with that. All right. One so, guy. Oh, you can. Oh, I, was, trans- I was just going to say bright spots. So I figure we're probably moving on to the same thing. Uh, yeah. Well, bright spot for me. I mentioned him 10 seconds ago was Ramiro. Really just the goal. That was mm-hmm. the bright. That was the centralized bright spot. The rest of it were spots. I mean, I love the sh- the fact that he's he's taking shots outside the box and he's not afraid to, to shoot. Um, he just needs to learn when to make that pass and when to take the shot. We saw quite a few times where he had the opportunity to play in Muriel or play him in space, and we saw him continue to try to dribble with the ball, either take a wild shot or get the ball taken off of him. He's young. He's developing. But a goal is world-class, like – I don't think anybody else scores that goal 
in that situation other than him? That's uh, on Twitter. I responded to Antonio from Lions Den. Ooh, Lions Den. And I said Luis Muriel. And then he said he was talking more about the like the cutting in part. So in that scenario, yes. Um, I was going to say Ricardo Moreira. What's his name? Ramiro Enrique. Dear Lord. Jesus. He's going to be the one to cut in off the left. <laughs> but if if Muriel does find himself in that position for some reason, then it, it's, it's a possibility that he also puts it top end because he's Luis Muriel. Um, yeah. So I, I 95% agree. Well, you kind of mentioned it. My other bright spot. Well, one of my other bright spots is Luis Muriel, his competitive debut for the boys. And uh, it's so good. It's so good to have that class on this team. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't had that since Nani and before yeah. that since Kaka. Like, that's that's just top-level class. The way they see the game, the way they move around on the pitch, the positions that they take up, those type of players are game-changers. And, yeah, he didn't score, but it's also because our team didn't really get him the ball a ton, a ton. Like he ended up with like 32 touches, I think what it is what it was, which isn't 30, terrible. 32 or 38. So not terrible, obviously. I think it's just where we get him the ball moving forward and allowing him to run at defenders like he enjoys to do. And we, that we little, saw that. <laughs> that little drive where he beat the two defenders and then almost scored. Um, and then – you know the other class moment that you can think I can think of off the top of my head is that little back heel flick around that he tried, yeah, yeah, that came off. There was just nobody there. <laughs> Fakes the yeah. touchdown, back heel around the back. Just, just I nobody making that wrong. I, there is a class moment that you are missing, and it, I mean it's pretty obvious. It's the assist to Nico Lodero. So Muriel gets his, his first assist. Uh, for the club, first goal involvement, and then so does Nico Ladero in competitive mm-hmm. matches. So it was nice to see them link up. That could be very dangerous moving forward. But it was it was like 48-03 when it hit the back of the net or pretty close. So we're three minutes and three seconds into the second half. And in those three minutes, I don't it wasn't really the best. But then you see Muriel get on the ball and then he beats one man dribbling inside the box because he's scared because Luis Muriel is running at him. And then you have Lodero on the top of the box in a position where Mauricio Pereira would normally be. And I feel like this might be an unnecessary shot at him. But that probably isn't fine at the back of the net if it's Mo. But since it's Nico Lodero, it finds the back of the net. And we have both of the first goal involvements for uh, both Muriel and Lodero. Yeah. I mean, like you said, that, that pairing can definitely grow into something. We finally saw him really get more involved into the game when... Uh, Nico came in, and then truthfully, when Facundo came in, on top of that, that those three worked very well with each other for the little mm-hmm. bit of time that they were on the pitch together. I mean, it's just it's so good to have a DP number nine of that level. It's just he's going to start scoring. It's going to come, and he's going to score and assist a lot in this league. I have a feeling. Yep. Uh, Ladero came on in the 46th minute, so it was most likely his first, one of his first actions. He probably got a, a touch or two before that. But he comes on for Wielder, and then uh, Caesar also came on for Shaq Muhammad. But Nico making an instant impact. And it's like you said, it's just it's class. Ladero, a two-time MLS Cup winner, and then I believe with Seattle, and then a CONCACAF Champions League winner with Seattle also. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in trophies. You're bringing in that experience. Something that might be vastly underrated for us this season is just, like I said, the experience that he has and that he will bring, knowing where to be uh, when Muriel has a ball or someone else has the ball. So between Muriel's experience and Lodero's experience, we might see a new Facundo this season with him now having the teachings of uh, Mauricio Pereira and now both of the other guys. Yeah, I definitely think Nico is going to continue to help uh, Facundo's development for sure. I mean, it's just – it's great to see. It's good to see all this class, and we just need it to 
to take off for us, you know, these guys to get rolling. It's not necessarily a rust or a gelling thing. It's just that final, that final product is evading us right now. We're creating our opportunities. We created our opportunities against uh, Montreal. We created our opportunities again yesterday and in the first leg. So it's just, it's just finishing off some of the opportunities. I mean, this, we, this game was three, one yesterday, but Enrique finishes off two of those chances. Muriel finishes off one of them, and the other goal isn't offsides. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that could have been 6 7. Yeah. It could have been. It probably should have been. I, I was very frustrated last night with the first 70 minutes. Uh, like, when that 48th minute goal from Ladero went in, my, I didn't have a reaction. Uh, it was basically the same thing. No, Enrique's goal, I collapsed because it was just class. But it was, it, it was disappointing, the rest of the performance. But then you have those moments of brilliance that come out with certain players, um, especially with the one that scored the third. And I know you weren't that at you. You weren't at the match. <laughs> but you watched the highlights. So I want yeah. Dave, the Kyle Smith. I was going to say lover. That sounds weird. The Kyle Smith aficionado. There you go. The, break the leader of the Kyle Smith fan club. There you go. That one? one. There yeah. you go. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the game. I watched the five-minute clip on YouTube. Um, but, I mean, Facundo lays it off to Kyle. And, I mean, Jesus Christ, that was a rocket and a half. First time, right foot, right side of the net. Damn. Find, yeah, finds the far post with the inside of the right. Off a ball coming across, too. That, hell impressive, I will say. I, I, I was with you. No. I've never seen Zachary do that in my life. All hey, I ever see him whoa, do that. Okay, why life. don't we bring out the Zachary? For emphasis. <laughs> you want me to bring out your real first name? Go ahead. David. It's actually just David. I Tough one for you. But... Kindergarten or anything? Um, <laughs> yeah, nice, nice try. <laughs> you, you thought you did something there. Um, <laughs> something else that I want to talk about that happened at the end of the game was Jacqueline coming on in the 79th minute for Luis Muriel. My man had a chance, and then the, the touch ended up a little bit too heavy. <laughs> right. Ended up right to the what was it, Carducci, I think it was. Yeah. The, uh, right. I got it right there. Yeah, Carducci. I really thought that we were going to see Jacqueline's first competitive goal for Orlando City's first team. This close, man. This close. I was ready to go run down to this team store, buy a new kit, and get his name on it. But <laughs> Speaking of Saved you some club, money. We're starting to see Jacqueline get more minutes. I mean, two games, three games in the season, he's played two of them now. That's not, it's not going to happen for much longer. You bring in Muriel and then you have Maguire, depending on the whole situation with Maguire. And then also Enrique is a possibility. I don't, you're probably not going to see. But like we were talking about earlier, we've got five games coming up in the next two weeks. Like we've got a two week span where we're playing five games. Uh, two of those, he will tigers. start to play more. You'll probably see him at the end for like those 10 minutes, but I don't think you're going to see a start, unfortunately, unless we play a lower-tiered USL side or NASL side, whatever it ends up being in the Open Oh, We're not even in the Open Cup. Hey, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to start games, but I'm saying he's starting to get more minutes. More minutes turn into longer appearances. Longer appearances then turn into starts. Maybe so, at least for Jacqueline, this is the start of that path. Possibly. But I feel like when you have two decent, well, one pretty close to world-class striker in Luis Muriel, and then the other one's Duncan McGuire, you're not going to be able to get much minutes because if you rest one of them, then you're going to have the other one to start. This is true, but if we're being honest, one of them's got a foot out of the door already, which leaves room for a backup striker, which who would that be? Jack. I wish I knew his exactly. middle name. So you've, you've got to start giving the minutes now because if he's going to be that backup and we have that fixture congestion on the back half of the season, we need him to be ready. I don't disagree. Well, you kind of started talking about it. The fixture congestion, Dave, it's a problem, and it's starting right away. We've got, like you said, five matches in the next two weeks. We play Saturday away against Pepto-Bismol FC, then we come back home on Tuesday and we play Tigres to then play home again on Saturday. Saturday. Yep. 
that is against Minnesota. it's eluding me right now, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then we hit the road against Tigris, and then we come back Tuesday. again on a Tuesday, and then on the road again in Atlanta. Which we will be there for that match. Yep. So talk about a lot of fixtures. Talk about Orlando City Fan TV. Grinding the stuff, grinding the content out. Yeah. It's us and them. Yeah. Who's really putting them in? Yeah. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Hey, we're grinding it out along with them, but man, we gotta we gotta prioritize. It's clear. And to me, the obvious answer is you you prioritize the CC. C, C, C. 150 CC? 100 CC? <laughs> what are we talking? Uh, 250. 250? Oh, shit. Oh, we run that 250, dog. Come on now. That's I didn't even know 250 was a thing. The, the highest option is 200. It, it may not be a thing. <laughs> uh, I got a conversation for you after this then. All right. Um, <laughs> what, to me, that's the answer. That's the priority. When 65% of the league makes it into the playoffs, early fixtures are not that important. I mean, what? We're up to like 27 teams making the playoff at this point? I think it's like 40. Oh, right? you, you might be right. I think this year's the expanded playoff, right? So it's 72 teams. Yeah, and you also have the play-in to the play-in. Oh, so we're talking like 164. Damn, it might be. <laughs> no, now we're just talking about the open cut. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, we do have another competition that we're actually playing in, though, against Tigres, obviously. And I do agree. You, I think we prioritize that right now. said it earlier in the pod. You don't know when you're going to be back. So you prioritize it while you have it. Uh, you, you said it when you were here earlier. The the early uh, early MLS fixtures you can you don't want to say get away with just coming away with draws, but if you can go in there be competitive get a point maybe sneak away with three, then you're doing great and then you're still prioritizing a I was gonna say European competition a North American, North American com- inter- sure international competition continental competition, um, <laughs> so yeah I'd go through that especially just because it's T Grace try to go back out there and then come out with the result on Tuesday and then the Tuesday following. But also to play devil's advocate, we've seen last year, you, you drop too many points at the beginning of the season and then for I mean, different reasons for different reasons. Yes. But if you start to drop those points, you don't want it to spiral one, two. We also said we do want to win the MLS cup, the supporter shield as well. In my eyes, I also really would like to see to see us win the supporter shield, and that's still attainable in this scenario. If you if you don't if you lose like two games, in like the first ten, I think you're you're chilling. Two games, yeah, but if you if you just take your focus away from the MLS completely, you're gonna drop more than two games. Well, yeah, we never said that we were gonna take the focus away completely. Yeah. So you didn't, but also that's I see what, what you're happened. saying. I feel like we still field a competitive team on Saturday. But our goal is to get out of Dodge with a point. We don't want to we don't want to drop the points. We want to try to steal the points, but fielding a competitive team, a rotated team to get us rest for Tuesday and getting out of there with a point in my opinion will be a victory. And if we come away with 3, it just proves that that club is a straight up retirement home hence why they actually just changed their stadium name to chase stadium probably just putting all their money into retirement fund accounts <laughs> or the trust funds for the kids don't you have a chase like that mate you're doing it to yourself why would you do that uh, your, your choice to rag on them i'm not ragging on chase i'm ragging on fort lauderdale while also ragging on yourself. Can we move on? So, yeah, it's a it's a retirement community down there, like we were saying, and I think that's definitely going to play into our favor. Um, I'm honestly hoping Suarez starts the game 
because I'm more scared of Campana than I am him by I'm 10 times. Get all four of them on the pitch. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just don't want to see Campana start because I feel like that's... He's trying to figure out the four big names. Oh. What do you have? Who do you have right now? Messi, Suarez, Busquets. Back line. Oh, Jordi Alba. Holy shit. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, if you start the whole retirement home and then by the end they need ice on their knees just to walk to the bench, fine by me. Yep. No, I, I agree. I That's our time to try to jump ahead in that game, you know, in my opinion. That's when all the old boys are out there on the pitch. Just break on a counter and on a, you know, a, a loose ball, get ahead. And I'm not saying pull Poppy special, but definitely don't look to let them score. Still be protagonistic, as he likes to say. Obviously, uh, they do have Messi, so you always have to be aware of that. But the one thing that you did, or they did upgrade on, was getting rid of Kamal Miller. So now they might have a semi-competent back line. I say semi-competent because they still uh, have DeAndre Yedlin on their payroll. So... (laughs) They got rid of Kamal, which might be an upgrade for him. Also still have the refs in their back pocket, too. So that we have no help whatsoever. If you got if so, you want to get it done, you, you got it. You got it. Uh, you got it yeah. Uh, I, I, I was gonna say. So <laughs> could not go. <laughs> I'm just, I lost my train of thought, my man. Sorry. Damn it. So this game's gonna be won in the midfield. That's where they're having their problems right now. They are not building that connection. They're not feeding Messi to be able to let him do Messi things. He's getting on the ball, but he's not doing as much as as he's able to. With our midfield strength right now, that's where I feel that game is going to be won, whether it's Ojeda, whether it's Ladero. We're going to see both of them, I think, thrive and do well in this game. And Felipe's already got Messi's number clearly from last year. So maybe let the man start two matches in a row. I I don't think that Felipe should start two matches in a row. Love the man, but uh, may not be the smartest thing. But my, so my original question, you already kind of brought it up was, is it Ojeda or is it Lodero? My original thinking is Lodero, just because I feel like he's going to work a little bit more defensively, just be a little bit more dynamic going up and down the pitch. But then Ojeda would bring, uh, honestly, I was going to say more to the front end of the pitch, but then Lodero scores on Tuesday. He could provide assist, and he is good in the final third. But like it's kind of a battle of who's the better option. It's a good battle to have, but I don't know the answer. Me? Oh, heard. Listen, this is why I'm not making the lineups because, like you said, it could kind of go either way. I personally, I don't even know. I've, yeah, fuck it, Ojeda. <laughs> Flip a coin. So for me, it's Ladero. Um, he's played less minutes so far this season, I believe, than Ojeda has. So he's more well-rested. Like you said, he's going to give you a little bit more on the defensive end of things. Um, Not that Ojeda doesn't defend. I just, we see more of it from Lodero and, you know, he looked good when he did come in yesterday, granted the opponent that we're playing against, but then again, Miami could probably be comparable to them at their worst. So, but also, I'm sorry, are you done with your point? I don't want to cut you off again. Also, just going into thinking about what you guys were harping on earlier, if you want to prioritize the Champions Cup, would you rather have Lodero start that or would you rather have Ojeda start? Ojeda. Ojeda against against Tigres. Up until the last 45 minutes of Calvary, we had looked better in the final third with Ojeda on the pitch. So just based off of that, yeah, you want to say Ojeda? for Tigres on Tuesday, but then again, can you ever really count out Lodero after 
So would you rather have the guy who's experienced it before, who's got that leadership in him in Lodero? Well, you, yeah, you can. You would love to use that experience for both matches. He has experienced um, Portland versus Seattle multiple times. As of right now, I'd probably still say that's a bigger rivalry than us versus Fort Lauderdale just because of how long it's been running. So he has experience in that, and he also has experience winning the Champions League. So, again, uh, a battle of two goods. Yeah, I mean, Ojeda got the captain's ban yesterday. Uh, That's now the second time that he's worn the ban in the time that he's been here. So clearly he's got some leadership qualities about him that the coaching staff appreciates and he's respected in the team um, enough to, to get that ban. I personally feel like in a game at T-Grace where we need the points, I want to save Ladero's fresh legs for late when we need somebody to come in and do something, if that's the case. Um rather than bringing Ojeda off the bench where we know he can score off the bench. He was a super sub for us last year, but he's looked very good and very creative since in all the minutes we've seen of him since the preseason two. Now, you know, match week two, he's looked good. So I think mm-hmm. he starts the, the CONCACAF game. We let Ladero start um, tomorrow. We're going to, or Saturday, I'm sorry. We're going to see, i much rotated squad. So having somebody older in there, like you said, somebody that's been in the big moments might be more pivotal, more pivotal there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking at the little match preview on foot mob for our match against Saturday match on Saturday against Fort Lauderdale. They have Robbie Robinson injured, Ian Frey, Francesco, or not Francesco, Franco Negri, Facundo Farias, obviously out for the whole season. Uh, Diego Gomez and Benjamin Kermeshi all out. Mm-hmm. So, Six injuries. Kremeshi, I know, was a decent piece for them last season. Farias, obviously, they wanted more from. Robbie Robinson on the wing, a name that I recognize just throughout his MLS days and being with Miami. Ooh, Fort Lauderdale. That's unfortunate for me. We could possibly kind of take advantage of that, even if we play the B team, our B team, though. No? Yeah, I mean, you want to see it, definitely. It's just... Can we can we pull ahead? I'll say we could, but you can also never count out. Mm. You can't count them out. Like no, unfortunately, that that man's fucking Thanos. Referees: One Stone, Alba, Busquets, Suarez. Who's who's the fifth one? Come on. What do you mean? So you have who so far? We're going to help the you refs? through this. Yeah. Suarez, Alba Busquets. Brother in Christ. What? I don't know. Messi has the gauntlet. There's Yeah, the four is Messi, Busquets, Alba. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but like he's got infinity stones. Uh, Robbie Taylor. There nice. we go. Robbie Taylor and fucking... <laughs> David Beckham. Yeah, Beckham. there you go. There's a, there's a six. No, stone. actually, Don Garber. That's, that's <laughs> There it is. Don Garber and Apple TV. Adidas Apple TV's thing. just the gauntlet. <laughs> there you go. Like, but the thing is, you honestly can never count them out because we've seen it so many times, even in the MLS at this point. Yeah, just against Galaxy on the weekend. That that one was bad. Ghost tackle goes in for a second yellow. Right. Yeah, we're gonna have to deal with it all year, and we're gonna have to unfortunately deal with it early in the season. Um, do you want to do kind of a quick predicted lineup? Yeah, we want to just do a combined one. That works. All right. Pedro and goal. Easy. First yeah. option. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he he rested, so. Yes, he did. All agreeance on Santos left back. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We can get, I feel like we can get through this decently easily with Janssen and Brecklow in the back line, especially yep. after what Schlegel did on Tuesday. No shot. Absolutely. No, I definitely feel that the two of them need to, to start. Uh, the first... Uh, it's the first one where you can semi question is right back. Uh, for me, it's still Dagger Dan. He plays a forty-five for me. Dagger Dan so starts, yeah, and then we'll and then sub out depending on what's going on. Yeah, I I would back that. So still Dagger Dan starting right back, maybe off after forty-five. 
Mm-hmm. And then the double pivot in the midfield, Cartagena Rajo. Is this where rotation may come in? So we did see both of them, you know, get minutes, but also get rest on Tuesday. Um, I think Caesar definitely starts. He saw less minutes than Cartagena. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the two of them in the in the double pivot. Um, we'll definitely see, see some rotation there. One of them will come off early, I feel like, but to start, it's gonna be those two. I'll say knock on wood, but knowing how the game's gonna go. I wouldn't be surprised to see Felipe on at half for Araujo or Cartagena, who's on a yellow halfway through the game. That's that's my thinking. But ideally, those two start. Again, the League's Cup game against Outer Fort Lauderdale, I think they held him to virtually nothing without mm-hmm. the referee's assistance. So on, on Tuesday against Calvary, Caesar came on uh, at halftime, and then Wielder went off at halftime. So they're okay. actually both on 45 minutes. Same amount of rest, same amount of play. Um, that could be intentional. And that means very, very well both could start on Saturday. And then we see just the opposite of what we're saying right now in prioritizing that game against Fort Lauderdale. And then maybe a little bit different, maybe the same 45-45 on Tuesday for them. Um, I'd, I'd start Felipe in one of the roles and then start Cartagena or Araujo. And see what happens, but yeah, I don't. I couldn't give you names right now. But Felipe starting, and then one of Cartagena or Rajo for me. So you're gonna start Felipe back to back matches. I also just said that he definitely shouldn't play two matches in a row, didn't I? Yeah, and we're going. Back I mean, me. nice in the same in the same week. It's tough. Like I, I think we we see him come on at half. Felipe, that's what I yeah, yeah. that's what I'll say. I could definitely see someone's gonna get booked. Like it's just inevitable. Same thing I said with the fucking gauntlet. That's where you see Felipe come in, and that's where he eases the game. I feel like that's his role at this point. Well, yeah, well, I've contradicted myself with podcast, so I'm just gonna excuse myself from even trying to from yourself. Name, excuse myself <laughs> from myself in this midfield debate, and then we can move on because I, I contradict myself, so I don't know what to say now. Like I said earlier, I think it's it's where the game's going to be won and lost. So starting out strong, maybe hop, getting ahead and making them chase the game, and then we're able to be a little bit more defensive. You know, then we see Felipe come in the game. We see one of the two of them come off. Maybe we see, you know, uh, I don't even know who else we bring in. Kyle Smith, maybe. <laughs> yeah, my option was Kachevsky, but. Who knows how much trust he has right now? I mean, he looked he looked good against Tigres. I would have liked to see him play yesterday, but against Tigres, oh, I'm sorry, against Flamengo. But I would like to see him look. I would have liked to see him yesterday as well, but mm-hmm. same. So uh, left wing, left mid spot, Angulo. Yeah, 100. percent I mean, I feel like that's definitely one of the points that we could kind of expose for them. Him going up against Yedlin. I mean, they really don't defend with with ten. They defend with eight, with seven, because the three old farts don't do shit. <laughs> I feel like that's pace is going to be necessary for this game. Hit him on the counter. Yep. Yeah, he also he didn't get a single minute against Calvary midweek, so he is fresh as can be um, in the attacking mid role debate uh, that we had a little bit just before this. Actually, was Lodero and Ojeda. I go Lodero. Yeah, I would go Ojeda. I said Lodero earlier, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm not contradicting myself <laughs> too much. Uh, right wing for me, Facundo. Yeah. Yep, he rested, so. And then uh, I'm giving Muriel up top. Ooh. I, I, he may not start because he played what, like 70 minutes, 79. 79. Yeah, Jacqueline came on 79th minute for him. But he, I'm sorry, he was just playing in Serie A. They have other competition. He's fine. He's got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to rest. He's not like 32 or anything. I mean, he's fine. <laughs> so I'm saving him for Tuesday. Um, I feel like having somebody dynamic like that and a different look up top is going to be pivotal against T-Race. 
I'm giving Duncan the nod against um, Pepto Bismol. Oh, 100%. I'm backing Duncan. I've Again, Duncan's his youth, his energy, I think just overwhelms um, the the age of outer Fort Lauderdale. Between him and Angulo, they honestly really can't keep up. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was going to say 45, 45, and then you can kind of decide who you want from there on Tuesday. You know, I think it, it would be important to start out with a good press. Yeah, that yeah, is also the, the, the press is going to be huge. And then also, God forbid, we end up having to sit and defend a little bit and play off the back foot, having somebody that's going to be able to go out there and chase after clearances and be physical and try to challenge for those balls and hold up play a little bit. Um, I don't think that's necessary Muriel's game. I think finding him in space is going to be the best option. So I think, you know, if we end up having to boot it and clear it all the time, that's going to be the guy you want up top trying to win that ball. Yeah, that's fair. So there you go. There's our combined starting 11 against Fort Lauderdale on the weekend. MLS loves scheduling us for a shit time, so we're playing at 4.30, which is absolutely fantastic. It's not like it's a derby or anything. Just put us at 4.30. It's okay. And then the other game on a Wednesday. I absolutely love that. Um, And with that, I don't have anything else to talk about. Actually... Chelsea threw in the FA Cup up to Connor Gallagher. Uh, you guys got United going against Liverpool next. Oh, oh you drew Liverpool next? Yeah. We drew Leicester. So I'm yeah. still well, expecting us to win. That that competition makes me so mad because we drew City in the first draw. And it's Don't just like we couldn't we couldn't have played like a League Three team like everybody else is. Like, I, I said this to you a couple of days ago. I'll say it to you again. Last season, Chelsea drew City. And then it, uh, in the FA Cup first round for, for Premier League teams, drew City. And then in the EFL Cup, who do we draw? City. How many rounds do we go in each competition? One. One. So welcome <laughs> to the club. Halfway. Yeah. Well, we, we did City and then we did Liverpool. So. Yeah. Tough. Yep. So and then on on that week we were playing or in that time we played Liverpool like twice in a matter of two weeks. So that was that was fun too. Fun, yeah. It's kind of like us playing Fort Lauderdale and then Atlanta in fifteen days time together. So yep, we're just going through it. Um, yeah, that should just about wrap this one up, and I'll shut up again so I don't make the laptop shut off and let you guys do your thing. Well, we appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you guys hit that like button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Turn on that notification bell. Fan reacts are back. The first one should be out soon. We're going to combine the two that we got together into one. So that's what's holding it up right now. Um, Check out our Patreon. Told you guys about that kit review. If you want to see that, sign up for the Patreon. We do all kinds of exclusive content on there. Thanks again to our sponsor of today's episode, Bet Online. Make sure you use that welcome bonus code Believe B L E A V to get that fifty percent welcome bonus. Huge. Um, we will see you all at the live tomorrow. Well, today, depending on when this comes out, Thursday for our safe space, and then Saturday for the watch along against the Messi and Co. Um, make sure you guys hop in chat because those rely on you and it's about y'all. So make sure you hop in chat, hop in the stream yard and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>